0: Uh, I believe uh, I got a great evangelist there yeah. Amen, Amen. Well, We have somebody in Nigeria to go to <laughs> we get that. Amen I want to share this morning from the word of God Please don't forget to invite somebody To church in, in the evening uh, Some people will come they, they are not saved We want them to know our Christ So invite them, tell them to come and have fun That's the bait <laughs> And we, we bring them to the Lord Amen Uh, Today I want to speak on uh, a message titled Our Redeemer and Husband The ladies are saying Amen And the men are saying That's kind of difficult (laughs) Men always have a difficult time But we're talking spiritual This is a spiritual time Our Redeemer and Husband, the Word of God to His people. Father, we thank you. Minister to us today, encourage our hearts, help us to know that you're always there for us. Speak to our hearts today and lift us up to higher ground. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. In Isaiah 54, The Lord this morning is saying to you, God is actually speaking to you this morning. Okay? Say it to yourself, God is speaking to me. And I know it's a man speaking, but I'm speaking from the word of God. Sometimes we think that God is not speaking to us because we're reading from this Bible. And God is saying the same thing to everybody. Well, this morning, he is particularly speaking to you. He's speaking directly to you. And this is what the Lord is saying Enlarge the place of your tent. Amen. Ask fellowship. Enlarge the place of your tent. We're listening to that. We want to build. Enlarge you as an individual. That's what I feel the Lord is saying. That's why I believe the Lord prompted me to let you know the year of abundance is at hand. Amen. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the cuttings of your dwelling. Let them stretch it out. Why? Because something is about to happen. That's why God is saying. In other words, God is saying to you, make room now. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Don't hold back. Prepare yourself for abundance. Prepare yourself for God's blessing Is about to come upon you You know why I speak this way When we speak the word of God The word of God is prophecy And it will come to pass in your life That word is coming to pass in your life In the name of Jesus So God is telling you this morning And I want you to take it to heart Prepare yourself for abundance. The word of God to you this morning is enlarge the place of your tent. God is saying what you have now is too small for what I want to do. So enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Don't hold back. We are not look, God is not looking to your resources God is not looking to your abilities He is saying in your mind And whatever you can do Stretch it out Think of something bigger than yourself Don't hold back Do not spare That's what they are saying Lengthen your cords And strengthen your stakes Your cords Lengthen it What that means is the cord, like a rope, to rope it in. Amen? (laughs) Rope all of the blessings If it's that far, lengthen that cord. Not only around you are you going to be bringing much to yourself, it's going to be coming from afar. Lengthen your cords. Begin your cords and begin to draw them in from everywhere. Everything coming to you. Lengthen your course. What that means also is begin to open yourself to the word of God. To the word of prophecy. Because something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. Get in the word. Be prepared for what God is going to do. Lengthen your course and strengthen your stakes. That means follow after righteousness. Be planted on the rock. Go deep into it. Strengthen it. Be planted on the rock. Go deep. Because something huge is about to happen. If you don't increase the level of your righteousness, the knowledge of the knowledge of the word of God in your life, you may not be able to handle it. So lengthen your cords, strengthen your stake, be fully planted for what God is going to do. If you believe that God is going to do something in your life, then you begin to get ready for it. Usually, that's real faith because there's anticipation. You say God is going to do it. I don't know how, but I'm ready for it. So I'm going to prepare myself for it. So let's get ready. Why would God want you to do this? He says the reason for that is because you shall expand. You shall expand. Not maybe God says you will. Once you have prepared, if you get yourself ready, you will expand. This is the word of prophecy to you Things may have been difficult in the past Things may have been trickling in in the past But God is saying no at this time get yourself ready Something great is about to happen I have been in these scriptures for weeks believe me I have been in these scriptures I am sharing with you for weeks I don't know why, but now I believe I know. Because I believe God is about to do something great for every individual in our church. If you believe the word and if you strengthen your stake, go deeper into God's word. No more compromise. No more excuses exposing yourself to the word of God constantly. You shall expand not only to the right but to the left. Nothing is going to be able to hold you back. And not only that, your descendants will inherit the nation. And yeah. I've been talking to our young people get ready. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Why not you? Yeah. It's according to how you believe. Great senators. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. By words of prophecy, yeah. great leaders. Yeah godly leaders, fearless leaders in the land, respected from among us. Your descendants will inherit the nations, not only the United States, but around the world. That's my vision, not just here. In fact, when you take a hold of the United States, you are running the world. You know, the president of United States is the president of the world, so to speak. Everyone listens. I believe God will give us great men from here. Why not the president from the Ark Fellowship? Amen. Just remember just remember, I was your pastor. <laughs> Alright. Don't forget your pastor who taught, who taught you all those great truths. Amen. <laughs> just don't forget me, okay. But yes, I believe it with all of my heart. These kids are going to be great. Amen. In Jesus name Nothing is able to stop them Let us as parents, Prepare them Let them know You are going to be great Because you are our descendants We belong to him Our master He has told us To enlarge our tent Amen And God cannot lie If you believe it And you act on it God will really Truly bring it to pass It's the word from the Lord This is not the time To hang your head down This is the time to raise your head up and say, Yes, God is on my side. They will even make the desolate places inhabited. In other words, God will be using them to perform miracles. Amen. God will use them to bring life to dead places. Our kids. So, people of God, enlarge your tent do not limit the Holy One of Israel don't go by your own understanding don't go by your own resources don't go by the fact that this is just the Ark Fellowship It's a small place every big place you see started small don't go by what you have in your home God is about to do something Great. See, sometimes when God speaks to us, we say, "Well, he's speaking to everybody, how do I know that He's talking to me? Well He's talking to you? He is talking to you. He wants you to be great, because you are called by His name. He's our redeemer and husband. Our redeemer and husband. You are called by His name. Amen. His name is upon your life. You are called by His name. God says prepare yourself. Make His soul life. Let the dream be so life. And the usual thing is man I prepared myself. You know how people say don't get your hopes up. You heard that? Why? They are afraid. You will be disappointed. So they tell you don't get your hopes up. You heard that before? Yeah. Don't dream that way. You may get disappointed. You know what God says? He says, don't fear. Get your hopes up. Don't be afraid. Keep it up there. So He told you, enlarge your tent. Let it be so big. He's greater than yourself. But He says, don't even consider the word. Don't get your hopes up. Get it up. He says, do not fear. The next verse. Isaiah 54, verse 4 and 5. Do not fear, for you shall not be ashamed. You know what that means? God says, Don't be afraid of this great hope you have for yourself now, because you will not be disappointed. Amen. God says, I wouldn't disappoint you. I'm going to bring it to pass. Keep it up. Keep your hopes up. I'll do it. In that area of your life where you need God to give life, to speak life into. Get your hopes up. Make it so good. And it seems like you're dreaming. God says, however, don't be afraid. You will not be put to shame. He won't disappoint you. Neither be disgraced. That's why you need to strengthen your faith. In other words, if you're talking about all these great things and nothing happens, (laughs) it's some kind of disgrace, shame. It's like Jesus said, a man began to build, but he couldn't build, he couldn't complete. That's shame. God says, you won't suffer that. (laughs) It's not going to happen. You will not be disgraced. You know, disgrace means out of grace? (laughs) Out of grace? No. God's grace will constantly be with you. No, you will never suffer disgrace. If you suffer disgrace, that was in the past. God says, get yourself ready. I'm about to do something new. I'm about to enlarge your territory. I'm about to make you great. You will never suffer disgrace. No disgrace on your life. It will not happen. As long as Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand, God is saying to you, and I'm speaking to you this morning, get yourself ready for great abundance. And God said you will not be as disappointed, and you will not suffer shame. You will not be disgraced. You will always be in grace. God's grace will be upon your life. That's the gospel. See this was prophesied in the Old Testament To be fulfilled in our time today This is our time For God's word to be fulfilled This is not about great sermons. We've heard all the great sermons I'm tired of great sermons I want something that God will do for me right now That's the greatest sermon I want to hear Let him do it for me right, right now Let him do it for my family right now And God is promising you that He's going to do that for you. That's the word of God. Amen. And it's the truth. Amen. Because God cannot lie. If you don't have hope, pull yourself up this morning. There is hope in God. Amen. You were made in His image. There will not be another human being in, on this earth like you. Amen. Never has been, never will be. Not another human being with the same DNA, Never. You are unique, made for success. The only way you're not successful, you miss them. Amen. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. He says, for you will forget the shame of your youth, those things that have been happening until now. When God is through with you, you won't even remember them. When they talk about it, you say, Oh, he used to, oh, I forgot. (laughs) He used to be that bad. I can't remember it anymore. Boy, he used to be real bad. You forget. God says that was the time you didn't know him. That was in the past. Maybe that was the time, even after you've come to know him. Still my people perish for lack of knowledge. But now you know the truth and you're walking on with the Lord. And you're thinking, boy, how did I allow myself to go through that? That was dumb. How did I do that? It's gone. You will forget. You will not remember the shame of your youth. And will not remember the reproach. Of your widowhood anymore basically what's happened in the past you know it's like nothing works out well you know what that means? everything is so difficult God said when I'm through with you those days will be so far gone I'm not speaking my words I'm speaking from the Word of God regardless of what you're going through today God is saying there's going to be a change if you will prepare yourself forget what people have said Forget the things that have hurt you in the past. God says those things will be forgotten. You won't even remember them. It will be so far in the past. Because God wants to enlarge you. I love it that He doesn't forget our children. That gives me so much hope. Not even my children. He's talking about me and then He goes to my children. Oh, that's such a blessing. I'm so confident for the, my kids and for the kids of the Hark Fellowship. All of them. All of them. Will you agree with me that no one of them will suffer untimely death? Yes. Yes. They will grow up respected. That's the will of God for us. He's the gospel. It's called good news. Good news. Jesus said, tell them. Tell them the good news. If they believe in it, I'll do it for them. And they'll turn around and join you and say, God is good. God is good? Oh, I love it. God is good? All the time. I'm going to be going to this again because I really love it. Okay, so when I say God is good, then you tell me. All the time, I really enjoy that. I like it. God wants to do you good. Amen. No matter where you've been. Amen. Thank you, brother. He got it. I said good, and he says all the time. <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> Amen. Yes. That's the God we serve. Amen. This is not an idol. This is that great, good God Amen. who anointed his son with the Holy Ghost and went about doing good. Why? God was with him. Oh, good will pursue you and overtake you in Jesus' name. You will be running away from good, but you can't run that far. He come after you. <laughs> yes, that's the gospel. That's what the blood of Jesus is brought to us. How wonderful. It's the gospel. That God died that we might have fun in life. Amen. You won't remember them anymore. Then he says this. For your maker is your husband. Your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. He is first your maker. Amen. And then he is your husband. Now think of it spiritually. Amen. He is your husband. He is the Lord of hosts. That's His name. He is your Redeemer. He is the only one of Israel. You've heard, have you read in the Old Testament? You've seen all those wonderful miracles? The pillar of fire and all of that? Uh, that's the God He's talking about. The one who has become your husband. That's Him. That's Him. Holy One of Israel you don't mess with Him He is also called the God of the old the whole earth He is notice the God of the whole earth He is still your God but He is your husband that may be difficult but spiritually view it you don't. A man will not marry himself to a monkey, right? Hey, quit it! Uh. <laughs> a man will marry another person who is a human being, right? And after they get married, what did God say? It's not a accident. Both of them become what? One. One. Mm. That's your maker. He created you. He gave birth to you. Bible tells us in John chapter 4, God is a spirit. And then it tells us in John chapter 3, they, the ones that are born of the flesh... Flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Spirit. You are born of the spirit. So when God says you're Maker, He's not talking about everybody in the world. God is not going to join Himself to everybody in the world. Only those that have been born again, that have become spirit. And Paul said it, you are not in the flesh. That may be difficult for some to understand. So you have been born again. Born of the Spirit. And now you are joined to the Master. Your maker is your husband. And because you have come together, you have become one. And when you marry, you change your name. Except in Hollywood, you know. you change your name my wife used to be called i'm not going there <laughs> that was her last name now she answers my last name amen everywhere she goes nobody refers to her by a maiden name that was in the past now she is <laughs> So you go by the last name. Your identity is found in Him. You are part of Him. His glory becomes your glory. This little girl can be from a tiny village. But once she is married to a prince, she becomes a princess. Before she may be serving everybody, but after she's married to the prince, everybody says her. Oh. And when she was it's different. What makes the difference? Same girl, just married to the prince. Your maker is your husband. He is called the Lord of hosts. Hmm. You know, I've received insults before, and it's very painful when people insult you. Uh, And sometimes they're not even aware they're insulting you. And I can endure people insulting me. But I get really mad if you insult my wife. You won't know that a man would lose his salvation (laughs) until you insult his wife. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because when you insult a man's wife, you are insulting him. No man will stand by his wife and you walk up and, and, and smack his wife. He will lose his salvation right there. <laughs> and whip you. And then repent later on. You know. It's not going to happen. That's how important it is. When God... Michael is laughing. It seems like he must have repented that way. <laughs> When God says that, your maker is your husband. Intimacy. The Bible tells us in Romans 7 verse 4, Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law, through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another. To him who was raised from the dead... That we should bear the fruit of God. See? What kind of fruit are we to bear? The fruit of God. We're married to Him. And the kind of fruit that comes. A godly heritage. That's why I have so much hope for our children. See? Oh, you need scriptures. First Corinthians 7. Stand on that scripture a lot. God says, just because one of them in the home is a believer, the children are holy. Set apart. God says, those are mine. Because she is mine or he is mine. But if the two of them are saved, more grace to your help. Amen. (laughs) God, big in your life. I got hope for my kids. I have hope for the kids of the Heart Fellowship. I really do. I will see them become great. I will see them take over. And I speak this prophetically in the name of Jesus. They will not know how to run away from the Lord. There is no going to sow wild oats. They will always stay in the house of God. In Jesus name. They will always love the Lord. Because they know to be great in the land. Mighty man. Married to the Lord to bear godly fruit. In John 15, in verse 15, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. A, a friend, you don't tell a friend everything, right? But your wife knows you well, right? You got the same things together. You share everything with your wife. If you die, the government will come in. Part of it goes to your wife. Whatever you got. And the kids, right? You can't ever separate from them. We are joint heirs with Christ. Remember that? Everything that he has is ours. When you're married and you're in a home, in a good home, good marriage, everything the husband has is the wife's. The wife may say, I want to use your car. Or the husband, I want to use your car. He's not my car, your car. is our car. Right? It's ours. Everything that Jesus has, belongs to us. When Jesus said, all power is given to me, heaven and earth. He's saying, go. Basically, you are part of me. You got the authority now. Go with the devil. They respect you everywhere you go. We are called by His name. Every time we appear, we make the devils, the devils nervous. Because they don't see you. They see Him. In my country, there have been uh, witch doctors that have said, What? <laughs> they became saved. They said, what is this light that all of you have on your forehead? And the Christian brother says, What light are you talking about? They have no no understanding that there is a light God has put his stamp on you. That's mine. And everywhere you go, the enemy sees the light. The only way they could do something to you if you are not aware of what God has done. But once you know the truth, you cannot be molested. Never. You stand your ground and say no. I've tolerated this enough that's what the word is saying God is going to get you out of death this is not the message this coming year God is going to free people miraculously from death that thing that you thought this is not my message I feel this is what the Lord wants me to say that debt that you thought was so big that it was going to crush you God is going to do a miracle in your life and remove that reproach from your life. That's what the word of God says. He will remove remove the reproach of your widowhood. The things that you suffered before, before now. He's gonna take all of those things out. He is the Lord of hosts. No one's gonna stop him. He's your husband. His glory Has become your glory John 17, 22 Jesus praying And you need to understand this scripture Jesus was actually praying To God And Josh, you know That God always answers his prayers Right? And if Jesus says God, I'm praying to you This is what I'm going to do Guess what? He's already done it He's already done it Jesus said here, that they all may be one, as you Father are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have what? Given to them. Right where you are seated right now, the same glory that was on Christ when he was on the earth is sitting on your head right now. Amen. Amen. Where you say, Well, I can't feel it. We are not talking about how you feel. And God is not asking for your opinion, He's just telling you this is the way it is. Sitting on you right now, based on the word of, from the word of Christ that Jesus spoke, and He cannot lie. He said heaven and earth will pass away, but My word never. So Jesus has given you His glory, and His glory is on your life to do something for you, not for you to go around and say, "I got His glory." Hey, look, am I shining? I got His glory. No. Is to do and accomplish great things in your life. God gave him the glory for a purpose. And Jesus turned around and said you can have it. And go get them. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about our past. Isaiah 54, 6 through 8. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken, grieved in the spirit. Some of us are still grieved because of the things that are going on in our lives. We don't understand. We don't know why. Sometimes we wonder, why me? Whatever it is. It says like a youthful wife when you were refused, says your God. For a mere moment, that's really scary. I have forsaken you. That's hard to hear. That was in the Old Testament. And sometimes we feel forsaken. But whatever it is, even if you feel forsaken right now, God is saying it's only for a moment. Only for a short time. And yet, what comes out of that is so Painful. And God understands that. He says for a mere moment, just a short time, I have forsaken you. And that moment, that little window, the enemy came in to do a destructive job. But it was just a short time in the mind of God. If he says for a moment, I did that, meaning that time is past, You are in a new day. You are in a new day. But then he said, With great mercies, I will gather you. With a little wrath, just a little (laughs) wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. See, whatever you're going through as a child of God, guess what? For a moment that moment may be two years in the mind of God is a moment but he says he, he hasn't forgotten you he's going to bring you back with great kindness great kindness amen he actually calls it everlasting kindness meaning it won't quit this time that was in the past maybe before you came to Christ but even if it's in the present maybe you don't know but God is saying that's in the past now everyone say it's in the past not now God is changing everything for you today because Jesus is here fulfilling his word today God is changing I don't care how you feel God is not against you. He's on your side. He gave His Son to prove that. He gave His Son to, to demonstrate that. He's on your side. He's going to do you good. God is good all the time. God is good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. With everlasting kindness. Everlasting kindness. If a man who is really wealthy and powerful tells you I'm going to have on your life everlasting kindness your attitude will be different yes, But this is your husband your God yes. the God of the whole world yes, he wants your attitude to be different why is he telling you all this he says enlarge your tent. those days are gone we are in a new day I'm about to do something new in your life And I'm speaking to you today Very deliberately Prophetically Because I believe God is going to do it Just because I spoke it No Because he cannot lie When we get a hold of the truth The truth will make us Jesus said the the kingdom of God Is like a precious pearl in a field It's hidden But once you find that thing then you prepare yourself. That's just the truth. God is going to do this for us. It says, Everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. But your Redeemer is your husband. You know what that word Redeemer means? It means you have been taken away from captivity. Amen. That's what it means. When God says He is your Redeemer, that's saying you are no longer in bondage. You're free. Now that you are free, enlarge the borders of your tent. Get ready to take over. I'd like to share about your future, what God says in that chapter for your future. He says this, from this very day, please get it. From this very day, if you're hearing my voice, Today, God is saying this to you. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. What I am saying to you this morning. This is your appointed time. You are in the hands of God at this very time. And the Lord God is speaking to you. This is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah will no longer cover the earth. So have I sworn. That I would not be angry with you. God is saying, I'm swearing, I'm not going to be angry with you anymore. That was in the past. That was in the days of shame in the past. That was the time when there was no great kindness, everlasting kindness from God. But I'm submitting to you today in the name of Jesus, the days of kindness and great mercy... They're here. For your life. And God will confirm his word. You know the Bible says. He walked with the disciples. Confirming the word. With signs following. It's about to pour upon your life. Great kindness from God great deliverance everything that the enemy has stolen from you your health, your wealth whatever it is God is going to bring them back that is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ so that the world will know who you are married to spiritually no longer cover the earth so have I sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you for the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. He's speaking to you, Mona. He's speaking to you, never. He's speaking to you, Michael. His great kindness Will never. His great kindness will never. You bear his name. Anyone who touches you touches the apple of his eye. That person is in trouble. Any demon that will molest you is asking for great trouble. You are blessed of him. He says, Nor shall my covenant of peace. Be removed. Says the Lord who has mercy on you. You know, in Isaiah 53, we talked about that last week. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. What will bring us real peace? You know, there was a covenant that was being made when Jesus went to the cross for your peace throughout life. I wish I understood this thing before now. Uh, it seems like you have great knowledge. These things are, some of these things are very new to me. But that's because God wants to change my life and change your life as well. The chastisement for your peace. It was a covenant for your peace. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards man. Every one of us, goodwill, even if it doesn't seem good, is only for a moment. You are about to turn the corner. Those who knew you in the past will be shocked when they see you next year. Those that have said words of reproach against your life will be singing your praise. They will be talking about how wonderful you are because they don't know your husband yet. When they know Him, they will know where the glory is coming from. There is glory upon your life right now from our God. He cannot lie. Great kindness. Covenant of peace. Everything that will not make for peace in your life, I rebuke today in the name of Jesus according to the covenant that God has given to us. Anything that will try to steal your peace, I rebuke today in the name of Jesus. Whatever form it is, I rebuke it today in the name of Jesus because you have a covenant of peace with the Father. And nothing can come against that blood covenant. Nothing. 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 He's going to be well. That's why the Lord says, Say to them, He shall be well. With God's people. He shall be well with you. He shall be well with you. You will drink. From the deep waters of God. And be satisfied. Amen. His covenant of peace. Will not depart. His mercy will always be there for you. And then God is going to build you. Into a wonder. In the earth. I really believe that. I'd like you to remember what the scripture says. In, in Genesis 12, God spoke to Abraham. He said, I will make your name great. Why not the name of God? Because when your name is great, you are called by His, his name. Yes, you are called by His name. God is going to build you. Young people, God is going to build you. God is going to build you and make you great. Every word that has been spoken against your life. To demean demean you. I cause those words in Jesus name. They will never see the light of day. Only that which is good will be your portion forever. You will be strong in the land. Young people. Yes. God says in Isaiah 54. The same chapter. Oh you afflicted. One, tossed with tempest. Maybe you're going through that right now and not comforted. Behold, I will lay your stones with colorful germs. Mm-hmm. How many of you have stones? What is God talking about? You got stones? I will lay your stones with colorful germs. If I go to your home and you have all rocks all over the place, I'll say, I'm not coming back. He's weird. (laughs) God is actually talking about your life. He says He will make it colorful. God will make your life colorful. Amen. You know, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, you remember one that was made colourful? How many of you remember Joseph? Yes. He was colourful, all right. God says, I will lay your stones, colourful gem. And lay your foundations with sapphire. I will make you make your pinnacles of rubies your gates of crystals, and all your walls of precious stones. I know the symbolism is a city, but we are the temple of the living God. We are His body. Look at these words. All your children shall what? Be taught by the Lord. You see, He doesn't even forget your children. As he's building you, making you into a colorful being. He's saying your children will be the same. Your children will be taught by the Lord. How many of you would like your God, God Jesus, to take a chair sit down and say, Hey kids, come over here, I want to teach you or something. <laughs> and you walk out and tell your friends, Guess who is teaching my kids at home? It's Jesus himself <laughs> teaching them. I say, what? I want my kids in there too. <laughs> but that's what he says. I will teach your children. Jesus will teach your children. There's no need to be afraid. You know, I used to be afraid the children would go out, and won't God. Forget all that nonsense. God will teach them. Amen. Amen. And great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear. And from terror. For it shall not come near you. See when God talks about stone. Terror. Terror. Let that be gone from your life. There is no need to be afraid. No fear. Why? Because God says I am about to do something great. Something new in your life. Don't entertain terror. Terror. Regardless of what came in the mail or from the doctor, Amen. just don't accept it. Amen. God says it will be far from you. Amen. Establish that because God is building Himself a great being for Himself to present us to His Father. You know, in Revelation, we're talking about the stones, Revelation chapter 4. It's, uh, 2 and 3, John says he heard a voice and he was pulled up into heaven he said immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne, so one person was sitting there and he was he who sat there was like a jasper and what? Sardius stone, that's God a stone, right? Where well, God says, I will lay your stones. Fair colors. Germs. Colorful germs. That's you. He makes you into his kind of being. That's what it means. Your Redeemer is your husband. We don't need to care, be careful about the enemy anymore. I don't want to go back quickly until we go back to the last part of this chapter. He says, they will surely gather, but not by me. Everyone who gathers against you will fall for your sake. No matter what they've planned, what the devils have planned against your life, it will not succeed because you have been planted by God. A great being, a new kind of being. And the last part, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Don't accept condemnation. Regardless, don't accept it. It's not from the Lord. Don't accept it. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't have that. You have been moved from that realm. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, condemn it. He says, that's the heritage of God's servants. Their righteousness is of him. Please stand up with me. I'd like you to accept those words because I believe these words are words of prophecy and things will be happening in your life spiritually. I think some time ago the Lord gave me a word and I talked about promotion. I I know of one individual that had several promotions But God is going to do a great work for us this coming year in every area of life. Not just financially. Great will be your Peace. The peace in your home. No more harassment from the enemy. I want to say this quickly. How many of you. Can remember that very day. When you made Jesus. The Lord of your life. And things changed. How many of you remember that? Can you say that? See your hands. I need everyone who has been touched by the Lord. Put your hand up. Everyone, everyone, everyone. Thank God. It seems like we have a whole family of God. How many of you remember the day you met Christ? Your life was changed. Can I see your hand up? That's a beauty. That's a beauty. Thank you. Put your hands down. If you didn't put your hand up today, I appreciate that. I can't see everybody, but it seems like everybody here had their hands up. I was reading this morning, I was here in the morning, in Malachi chapter 4. It says the day of the Lord is coming. It's a day of burning. There's going to be a lot of fire. Just as Jesus came the first time, he's coming again. And if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is the day. That day, you don't want to wait for that day. He's going to be very bitter on that day. And if you didn't raise your hand. I thank you for being very sincere. But I tell you what. There is a true hell. The reason why I am a Christian Today. I never ever saw myself standing before a pulpit and preaching. That was far from my mind. But when I heard that there would be a hell, I decided I don't want to go there. I quickly found that Jesus is real. And if Jesus is real, there is a hell. And I don't want to go there. Because when you get there, you will never come out of that place. This is not to make you feel condemned. What I'm trying to do this morning is if you don't know him, get yourself ready to know him. Prepare yourself because today might be your last day. Sometime in Houston I heard about this man that received Christ as Lord and Savior. And the next week he was gone. I was sharing with uh, 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 people in my home a friend of, a friend of mine. I actually led the guy to the Lord one semester. I believe the next semester he was on his knees praying, and he was gone. I probably was in the room when he left. he was gone. he died. So even if Jesus doesn't come back to get us, you might not make it tomorrow. If you were in that you heard this is a sad story in that mall. Unprepared to meet your Savior and some madman comes in to kill and he decides it's you and you're not ready for God. That's it were better if you were not born. You need to make that decision today to know Christ. It doesn't say if you go to church, because you go to church, you go to heaven. No, it doesn't say that. He doesn't say if you're a good person, you go to heaven. The Bible actually says, no good man will go to heaven, period. You don't make it by being good. You don't make it by shaking the preacher's hand. You don't make it by singing in the choir. You make it by having a relationship with the Savior. And I want to give you that opportunity today. I have a miracle prayer that I can pray with you. And if you say that prayer, you have a new list of life. God will give you another a second chance to life. A new beginning to life. Your past will be forgiven. Your sins will be forgiven. And you can leave this place knowing, without a doubt, that your sins are forgiven. Would you bow your heads with me? With our eyes closed. If that's you, and you say, Look, I, I don't know God, I have been in church, but I don't know God, but I want to know Him. I want Jesus to be my Savior. I'd like to know that my sins are forgiven. I'd like to know that my name is written in the book of life. If that's you, at the count of three, all I want you to do is just raise up your hand. Many of us have done this in the past. We raised our hands and God came into our lives and changed our lives. All you have to do is raise your hand. You may not understand it. Just raise your hand and say, God, Jesus, I need you. And he will see that hand and come into your life. Then you don't have to go to hell. If that's you, at the count of three, I want you to put up your hand quickly and put it right down. Every eyes closed, every eye, every head bowed, and the name of Jesus, as I say those words. Please put up, put up your hand. At the count of three, and I'll do it right now. You ready? One, two, three. Now put your hand up. Put your hand up. If that's you, is anybody here? Put your hand up. everyone is saved I thank God I thought that's what I saw initially everyone knows God but if you don't know God as your Lord and Savior I've decided this is what I'll do in every service if I can to give those who don't know him an opportunity to know him regardless it's so important that you know him and I'm praying to God that everyone knows him that's what I thought but if you don't know Him, talk to somebody about it. It's so important. For the rest of us, get ready for God's great abundance in your life. Get ready. Would you put your hand up and give God glory? Thank Him for great abundance. Thank you, Jesus. God, you confirm your word with signs following. You are the same God. Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Your word will be fulfilled In our lives We give you praise Amen I'd like to share with you uh, Those of you that were not here on Wednesday That uh, God actually Healed some people here last Sunday I got the testimonies Um, I had one more this morning But the one that I really love uh, I love all of them But uh, somebody that got stood for prayer For somebody that was going to be um, Going through uh, Is it uh, Surgery, bypass surgery Open heart surgery Yeah And uh, somebody took prayer I think it was Emma took uh, The word of God And prayer, Pastor Andy encouraged her We're praying, the miracle would take place You go pray for this person Guess what? They sent that person back home. No open heart So God did that for us. We're grateful to the Lord. Amen. Raise your hands up and let's give thanks to God. Others were healed. I know of a person that was healed during the message. And we thank God for it. Father, we thank you. You always confirm your words with signs following. We're grateful to you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Please don't forget to invite somebody for